Welcome to Lamestorming, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. Hello. And uh, our guest this week is Gustav Seymour from Lost Goblin. Uh, Gustav, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and your company and the game you're working on? Yeah, sure. Hi. Uh, thanks for having me on. My name's Gustav. I started Lost Goblin about three is it three years now well yeah um probably about three years ago now it's uh yeah been quite the roller coaster indie studio just um a few people we uh used to work together at gameloft in in auckland and started making games in our in our own time and made a small game initially just to start a studio and see if we could work together and two years ago we started thinking about making a bigger game which then became Goblins of Elderstone. Um, we had some funding initially after we did a prototype. We then developed that prototype further to then be ready to have a Kickstarter, which we had last year in October. It's the biggest video game Kickstarter out of New Zealand ever. Oh, that's awesome. Fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah. congrats. Thanks. Yeah, I remember seeing it come up, actually. We, we got the funding that succeeded, and... Two weeks ago, we launched our first milestone for that, which was the alpha release to to the backers. Great. And uh, yeah, that's going really well, and we're very excited about it. That should, well, will release this year to Steam. Uh, hopefully, there's not too many more changes to Steam. Uh, there was green, <laughs> some green light changes recently, which are interesting. That. But um, yeah, so we will be releasing to early access uh, later this year. And, Great. Uh, yeah, that's Goblins of Elderstone. It's a goblin tribe management game. Uh, you are the king of a goblin tribe, and if you treat your goblins well, they will generally listen. If you don't, they will burn down the village and kill you. <laughs> As goblins are wont to do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, we saw it at, we saw it at PAX, actually. Um, it, it's coming oh, along cool. really well. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's and right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so that's um, no, great. How, how's the response to the alpha been? Yeah, really good. Really oh, good. Awesome. Uh, we've yeah. gotten lots of feedback, lots of bugs reported. Uh, we've been working on fixing those, <laughs> which which is what it's about. This is of what course. you know. We, yeah. we we rely on the community to help us out. We're, we're a very small team. We're only four people. So yeah, nice work getting getting this far and getting you know a successful Kickstarter is nothing to shake a stick at. That's awesome. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it was a it was quite the challenge and a learning experience. Thanks. Yeah, I bet. All right, so I think we will get into click pitch. Uh, for those cool. who haven't listened before, this is where we each take a random word from a random word generator, and we basically just come up with a game idea based on that. It might be funny. It might be fun. Hopefully, it might be a game that you want to play, and we'll just see where it goes. Three, two, one, click. Circuitry. Ham. Reporting. (laughs) Okay, that's a good mix. So, Cyborg Ham. Okay. Is this a world where ham has become... Well, I I mean, I guess we could just go pigs, but I kind of like the idea of actual just legs of, like... like Sentient ham. Giant giant legs of ham. Yeah, legs of ham with, I guess... Eyes, I guess, are they robotic eyes because they're, they're cyborgs? And uh, but although, but then reporting, 
makes me think that it's actually it's set in a, like an office somewhere. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like an office simulator sort of, or maybe a stealth game where you're trying to steal reports from somewhere, but everyone's just in cubicles. There's just all these cyborg hams in cubicles. <laughs> um, I, I watched Snowden recently, so maybe maybe it could be some sort of secretive report leaking type thing. Oh, there you um, go. Something, something like um, uh, Papers, Please, but but you're trying to release these reports about something suspicious going on in the, with the ham. In the ham verse. <laughs> Versus the automated factories of the hands. I don't. I don't know. They have to create themselves in some way. So there's some sort of yeah, you know, factory going on that that's creating these sentient hams. I'm, I'm just wondering if you're actually like a worker at this at this say factory. Your boss is a sentient ham, and are you not a ham? Are you an enslaved human? You are an enslaved human, and you're. Your job is basically to is to work out what's actually going on and and create a report that's, ref- oh, that you're, you're going actually, to basically whistleblow. Yeah, well, yeah, you're part of like a um, a resistance. <laughs> this it's a little known fact. This is actually what the game Inside was about. They never showed you the sentient cyborg hams, <laughs> but you were <laughs> that's who you were escaping from. <laughs> no, I like I like that idea. Yeah, because you could do some interesting things with basically you're yeah you're working on like an assembly line, but which is creating more cyborg hams. So that gives you the opportunity to sabotage them, and that like you know that lessens their ability to fight back or to you know the, the, their resources go down because they get faulty hams coming out. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to be careful not to get caught, and you know there could be some interesting things there. I'm even thinking the whole idea about at the end of each day, you know, you sort of of have a look at the clues that you found because say on your break from creating these sentient hams you sneak into the office and look through a filing cabinet to find some secret reports of yeah of their world domination plans or something like that so you're trying to collate all the evidence well it could even be that while you're doing your job on the assembly line you've got like a hidden camera so you can be looking around uh, and trying to take pictures of things that are going on. And there can be scripted events and things like that ham over there is on a phone call and you can try to record it. But you also can't ignore your job because if you screw up too many, then you fail. And there could, yeah. even, be th- there could even be that papers, please sort of thing where you don't get enough money to like survive to the next day or something. I think I think what you're saying now um, in terms of mechanics could be interesting with the circuitry being part of the mechanics as well, sort of puzzle mechanics in each of your job positions within the factory yeah. to try and solve and find these clues. Well, that could be really cool. You've got a, a basic jigsaw puzzle at the start and then you've got like a pipe dream puzzle later on and then you can, you know, get into yeah, sort of logic you know, some other sort and... of circuitry. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And maybe it's that maybe it's actually to build your like spy equipment, you have to steal things from some of the puzzles, but that means you can't if you steal the wrong one, you can't complete it. So again, there's this sort of uh balance between actually doing your job well enough to not get caught, but sabotaging or stealing to um build your own tools or reporting and capturing uh, what's going on in the factory at the same time will all, you know, affect your job. But they're obviously your main goals. So, yeah, that's really cool. I, I kind of like it. And just the visual. <laughs> <laughs> of sentient, like, smoked hams. Like, they're, they're not oh, even... Yeah. They're all glazed and... Well, you could have different types. You could have different types. And maybe and maybe the bosses are all, like, bacon. <laughs> <laughs> or, or the conspiracy is it's vegetarian ham trying to sneak... 
<laughs> yes, that's all. You, you get right to the top, and it's like faking. Yeah. Faking. Yeah. That's the whole thing. That's what the final conspiracy is. <laughs> They're the actual resistance. That's awesome. All right, three, two, one, click. Personnel. I've got moment, and I've got age. Okay, moment and age have an interesting sort well. of thing, and, and mine was personnel. Yeah. Um. So again, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> personnel, I'm like picturing an office. Another office uh, Like you're staffing people. Okay, so your bosses are really, really old, <laughs> and <laughs> you're trying to work out a conspiracy. What if it was a sim game, and you have to run a mortuary? Oh, yeah, okay. That's cool. So, mortuary tycoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Theme mortuary. <laughs> And and the moments that you need to capture are the the obituaries of people when they die, right. or that the family okay. submits, and um, you get scored on your obituary somehow. Well, and and just the the wakes themselves as well. Like you have to organize the wakes, and yeah. you know you've got to have bought you know good enough high enough quality flowers, and that's it. Yeah, I got to create these beautiful moments, last moments yeah, for exactly. these people. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I like that. I. I have definitely never seen a a like sim building mortuary uh, game <laughs> before. You know, you you have to manage your plots, your grave plots in the out in the graveyard, and you have to buy um, more land from yeah. from greedy uh, realtors and uh, uh, yeah, land yeah. investors. You can you 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 know you can upsell um, the uh, cremation so that you don't have to use as much land on graves. <laughs> You can, like, if you want to go down the creepy sort of path, you can sort of we do. sell up land, only move the headstones, and then you've got a poltergeist situation happening. <laughs> oh, yeah. We can bring some supernatural aspects into it, definitely. Like, yep. there's the chance that if you really screw over screw over a family and, like, take advantage of them, then they, the ghost of the person that were burying comes back and haunts you. I like that. It becomes a haunted graveyard. Yeah, it, like, screws up other people's wakes. Yeah, and business. People yeah. won't want to bury into a haunted uh, graveyard well some people might <laughs> certain oh, yeah. people so did, <laughs> yeah, did you ever see the did you ever see the tv show six feet under yeah yeah so occasionally at the start of those episodes they had like a very quick little vignette of of just like the person dying yep. and like one i remember is is like a factory worker stepping inside like this this massive almost like mincing bowl and oh, he God. actually got minced and it was Ugh. like oh god that was just bad but you know you could you could have just like a little a little scene playing out of of a couple of people talking and then yeah. something happens yeah so that's like the scenario that you have to deal with today is this person's died in this specific way and you have to somehow present their body i like that i like that <laughs> so if they've been minced you have to what like stuff stuff them into a skin and like paint the face on it. No. So you really have to make sure you've got a good make like um you know uh makeup coroner like the coroner who does the makeup or whatever. You got to very politely in the really intricate dialogue trees, but you got to really politely say we think that you need a closed closed casket. casket? Yeah. <laughs> and they go, no, we really want an open casket. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh god, um, and I'm just picturing you know that great isometric view, the wakes going on. You didn't manage to convince them of the closed casket, and so the mourners are just coming up <laughs> to the coffin and like going like they, they instantly their mood just 
changes oh, to disgusted and they throw know, up and you gotta clean up. up. <laughs> like in, yeah, that's it. And so you have to like yeah, theme you, hospital yeah, stuff. Yeah, you have to have hired janitors and maintenance people so like the music doesn't cut out halfway through because a ghost is in the machine. <laughs> <laughs> but what becomes harder in some of the later levels is that you've got multiple people that are being buried around the same time, so you've oh, got yeah. to keep straight. Yeah, who, well, that's it. If you expand long enough, to which you get wake mul- and... like multiple rooms for different for multiple wakes going on at the same time for sure. So you as a you as the you know funeral director or whatever has to run between all the different ones, fixing the fixing any little problems. Yeah, yeah, you got to sort of monitor them. And fuck, I love those sorts of games. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, I, I was I was really huge into uh, Theme Hospital back in the day, oh, and yeah, uh, yeah, I can yeah, see absolutely. that working here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just that I was thinking of that sort of uh, graphical style as well, just the sort of oh, yeah, totally comical, you know, over the top animations and things. That's right. Yeah, the, the same way the sicknesses were personified in some sort of way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, cool. let's go for another one. Next, three, two, one, click redundancy upside self so redundancy self and upside upside Upside, yeah i get why are we getting so many like office stuff yeah all right let's take redundancy somewhere else um that can maybe we can pull a game mechanic out of you know if you've got doubles of something you need to do something with redundant versions of it it's pancakes talking about the it's talking about the upside to cloning so you're cloning yourself and then the old redundant versions of yourself nice there we go i just brought that all in yes Um, well done so it's a point click adventure um maybe maybe it's a (laughs) there's sort of some interesting philosophical ideas there that's all that i feel like should be explored okay yeah we can we can probably do point and click adventure i wasn't going that way myself but i don't know what i was going for um <laughs> otherwise we could go back to assembly line of clones but i feel like we're not really uh no you, you you'd want to you'd want to tell a story here about the good yeah. side of self-redundancy that's it self yeah it could be a really good like hard sci-fi yeah um, something like point um, and click or yeah was it yeah point it was point and click um blade blade runner Oh, the old Blade the game Runner. of Blade yeah. Runner that was that was that was quite good. Yeah, yeah, Westwood, Some, something like that. The old Westwood Studios. Yeah, well, I mean, point and clicks are having a bit of a you know resurgence, right? Yeah, I mean the Telltale style games. Telltale stuff. As well. Thimbleweed Kinda Park's like coming out soon. Broken Age. I cannot wait for Thimbleweed Park. I know it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, self redundancy. The, the 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 positives of self redundancy. Well, that's it. You could have really cool puzzle, like really interesting puzzle. So yeah, it's set in the future. Cloning is obviously a possible a possible thing. Is it are we are we talking like instant cloning of yourself, or is it is it that you have like well, you've cloned yourself over the years a couple of times, and so there's you, and then there's like a you know ten years younger than you because your parents at age ten got you a clone for a backup, and then there's a you know a, then yet another slightly younger one because at twenty you decided that you just that you that it'd be really handy to have another version of yourself. <laughs> and then then in your like late teens, you know, you were kind of experimental and you had a girl version of yourself and then went back to <laughs> the boy just, version like, of yourself. Switch the, <laughs> the chromosome or something. Yep. Well, yeah. What I was actually thinking is maybe maybe in a backstory of this so that it's not getting into the into the realms of oh they're human beings and all this sort of stuff maybe when you create these clones they're just blank husks so you've got to transfer your consciousness into that so the redundant clones are actually 
literally just meat. So there's still only one consciousness. Still only one consciousness. So that's the upside in the fact. Okay, that but do they still human- then grow at a normal rate? So it's still these different aged versions of yourself because that could actually be some yeah. like have some really cool puzzle implications around. That you've got to switch switch you your have to consciousness switch into, into like the ten year old version of yourself to you know yeah. Get into a, a theme park and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. And um, switch switch to a female body to infiltrate some sort of social situation to get yeah. information. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And yeah, there'd have to I, be a much bigger plot at hand, but but sort of the the, the subtext of it would be the the, the positives of of of, of having clones. these copies. Yeah, and also I think you could have something real interesting, which is quite a kind of current and political. Is um, you you expose these different human um, reactions to being in different bodies and and experiencing life through different eyes. Yeah, and how sure. and how different people would treat you, even though it's the same. You're the same person. It's yeah. your same consciousness. But being a female or being, um, you know, an African American or a, or, or a Chinese person. Well, uh, I guess what we need to decide as well is, are you the only person with this cloning technology or where are we exploring this world where everybody has the ability to jump into different little bodies, clone? Maybe bodies? you're in a beta program. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of like that idea because otherwise it's like, Anytime that you're talking to someone, you're not sure who you're really talking to. Yeah, that's okay, right. but I'm thinking at the end of the game, you do start, you run into someone else who's like either running the mm. program or is also in the program. And so there is this, there's a there's a bit of a mystery. There's some puzzles around. Wait, so is maybe this they're person, an earlier version yeah, of the Yeah, is this clone? person I'm talking yeah. to this other person? Yeah, that's yeah cool. I like that. That's awesome. I wonder. So is I, there any- the reason why I sort of went, went to that idea is because too many times, like if you remember the movie The Island or. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or even surrogates it, with Bruce yeah. Willis. Oh, yeah, they always showed, you know, sort of um, the negative side yeah, of things. Yeah. It was never, it was never positive. Whereas, you know, having having another body that you can switch to, that you know that there's actually no consciousness in there. It's literally just meat. Yeah. Sort of removes some of the ethical. It's got a closet full of them. They just hang in there off yeah. meat hooks. And it's sort of like meat suits. Yeah. Yeah. And well, also, and, and, uh, you could use that as a sort of replacement parts if 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 the game was a little bit more action orientated. Um, if you lose an arm or a leg you could just you know yep. switch out the grow switch on your, your, your duplicates but again you have to have like pre-planned yeah. maybe they don't grow it at regular speed but they still they don't grow it they're not it's not instantaneous so you have to have <laughs> you have to have like built up enough of a stash of clones so because otherwise you do just end up with like a baby arm because you have <laughs> all your other arms because you didn't you didn't like kick off the cloning process soon enough <laughs> That's the that's oh, the downside God. of uh, could actually uh, be a really interesting like RPG and those sorts of things could affect your stats and so like you've got your your usual like RPG paper doll but not only are you sort of putting armor on top of your body you're literally like putting new body parts on oh that's kind that's of almost that's a different kind of game creepy. we're kind of moving into a different <laughs> game completely yeah. but because <laughs> there's no real upside there <laughs> well, I just like the idea of being able to sit into a machine and you know you transfer the consciousness between yeah no between that the is, husks that or is meat cool. suits or and I like the idea of it. It, it it could almost be that the story itself is not even necessarily about this cloning program. It's almost no. incidental that yeah. you're part of this thing. It's set in this future, and that's how you are able to solve puzzles. But the story could be something completely unrelated. Yeah, it could literally be like a espionage sort yeah. of game that you're not even like you just happen to be in this world that yes, cloning exists. Deal with it. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Oh, I that's like cool. it. Okay, three, two, one, click.
My word is graph. Estimate. I've got handball. Okay, graph, estimate, and handball. Again, it's just like we're going to make an Excel spreadsheet. Other than, that. <laughs> but I mean, even even handball like is a term used in offices to like I'm going to handball that work over to someone. Sure, but um, it is also a sport. Yes, so we, let's take we could, it. Let's we could take move it away from this this, this, this theme and, and go I towards so. a sport game. I think so. I think so. But graph, graph, and estimate. It's like, uh, is is it is it a handball manager? <laughs> uh, yeah, you have to like draft your teams. <laughs> um, that could be cool though. You could because you could set it in a schoolyard, right? Like you could pull in a bunch of different things. You know, someone doesn't get to play one round because they're in detention. Oh, <laughs> uh, so high school handball. Uh, yeah, manager. yeah. That's where I. That's where I picture like handball, or I think we called it downball here, but it's the same thing. It is not. There's actually a sport called handball. Yeah, yeah. It's a big sport in <laughs> in Europe. It's like an actual like national. I know sport. there is an actual sport, but I feel like. Let me see. Is it the same thing or is it different? It's totally different. <laughs> oh. oh, handball's different. I was, yeah, okay. Handball is almost I it was like just a, a different name for ha- for downball. No, no, ha- ha- handball like is a thing. It's like played on a, a on a hockey f- size field with hockey size goals, and it's quite physical. Um, yeah, it's, I'm it's sure a it's a really ball, fun game. It's a size it's a, one ball. It's a much uh, less interesting like video game. <laughs> Then yeah, it's just, then it's just a sports <laughs> franchise game. It's just a sports, Maybe but, we'll but I like I like the high school uh, uh, version of a manager game. That, that, yeah. That's a cool idea. Well, because you'll have all sorts of things around. You know, there's the typical thing of the jock who's really good at school and gets a pass on all his classes, but you know he still needs to be passing. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I say get a pass, that was an ambiguous way to say yeah, that. Yeah. He like, you know, the school the school just lets him coast along. Um, because he's good for the of the team. Yeah. <laughs> so he's on what? Like he's got scouts from all the universities coming along and having a look at at how he plays down ball. Yeah. Are we gonna? <laughs> yeah. Are we gonna do down ball, or are we literally just doing the, the like high school version of handball? <laughs> I think down ball. You know. I think down ball would be more interesting. In yeah. Okay. Making, all right. So it's high school it's down quite, ball. It's quite hilarious that there's a college <laughs> yeah. version of it. And <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the latest. It starts in. I reckon it starts in high school. When he starts in primary school, <laughs> we go all the way back. You get to recruit them early. It's in this <laughs> alternate reality where down ball is a big sport, um, and and all the yeah all the scouts and stuff are trying to get people as early as possible. <laughs> Pick up picking up seven year olds. Where does the estimating come into it? Betting, yeah, <laughs> yeah, betting. <laughs> yeah. perfect. It's, it's, a, it's the world. It's the world's biggest gambling sport. <laughs> <laughs> On all these kids, yeah, playing from yeah. Like, Age seven to fourteen or something. Yeah, they they have to retire at age fourteen. Oh, because it's what an an underground sort of down ball league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like Thai kids uh, uh, kick, kickboxing style, like underground, and and, yeah. and people bet on this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. You have to like bribe teachers to not uh, rat you out. That's right. Um, let you use the gym after school. <laughs> <laughs> You got seedy, seedy men in overcoats that are just coming in, and they're they're like taking bets from on on the side, and yeah. like scouting out the kids. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to intimidate them so you get your cut. <laughs> that could be good actually, because you 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 know I'm picturing you have to build up your team right, and there's different stats per for person for each person, and it can be accuracy, it can be power, but one of them is just like 
um, you know, beefiness, like how big and intimidating they are, because they're they're you know, the muscle. They, they're your brute. They're your muscle. Yeah, to to keep things in line uh, with with your bookies and anyone who's gets a bit rowdy. And I always remember um, in Danball, one of the one of the biggest assets was the person that could play literally like two centimeters above the ground, you know, and just sort of oh, whack yeah. the ball and at like such an angle that you know no one could return it, sort of thing. Then they'd be sitting up in the in the ace or king position or whatever it was. <laughs> I don't even remember the fucking rules, man. But no, I <laughs> I love this idea though of like, yeah, you've got your different players with their different stats. Um, is there anything else? Is there anything else you need? You could play off a bunch of like high school kind of stuff. So um, sex appeal, <laughs> sex um, appeal. And- <laughs> well, yeah, like you know, the, the the players are going through puberty, right? So. Um, some won't pitch up for for game day sometimes, or they'll fall in love and you know, or and get late. get get they dumped just... and then be depressed. And... Oh yeah, you got to manage their, their voice mood gets squeaky well. and yeah, that's there's right. a bit of a. So... I've been playing um, Darkest Dungeon where like your characters all get stressed as you go yeah, through yeah, 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 the exactly. roadblock dungeon and stuff. You got to manage their their moods and and yeah, you, there's an event that happens which is just like puberty hits hard and that's right. I think that would be more interesting for this um, compared to a normal management game yeah, is, no, is the is the teenage aspect of it and playing up quite hard on on these behavior issues that you're gonna have to deal with with these kids keeping them in line and trying to trying to win uh yeah. games but well, managing their teenage just growing up hormones yeah yeah well you because you'd have some interesting things there as well because you know, if you get someone on your team who's really aggressive like that could be a really good player but it also means that off the court or was it court? Whatever. Off uh, off the court, they're going to get into fights and stuff, and that means they will yeah. get detention and they won't be able to play. Certainly, you know, right. they'll be out, out more often, um, or they'll get you know they'll be injured. And and then maybe you've even got to keep control of what their outside interests are because, like, if they if they get into into bands and that sort of stuff, maybe they maybe they spend too yeah, they, much time with the they lose um, with the band and start losing interest in the down ball. They're playing way too many video games. Not, yeah. not staying fit. <laughs> you got to whip them back into line. Yeah, that's a very different game than I was originally in, envisioning. But <laughs> I, I, I could definitely see how how far they could actually go. You know, this beautifully three D rendered environment and all, but you never get to actually play the game of downball. <laughs> yeah, no. you just watch them. <laughs> well, maybe. Well, I don't know, but uh, the the game itself could be a like tactical. I'm picturing sort of a tactical um, strategy game where you've got to make decisions of, you know, hit it, hit it high, hit it low, hit it fast, you know, where to sort of aim for and based on the accuracy, they'll manage that or not. Um, mm-hmm. And as part of that, because you are managing these these hormones, there are relationships between the different players as well. <laughs> like Fire um, Emblem. Oh, is, yeah, I haven't, I haven't played Fire Emblem, but yeah, like, so if someone, you know, hits it really hard at someone else, um, and it whacks them and it injures them. Yeah, they or they already had you know a bit of a rivalry going on, like that exacerbates that, and you know that that would be pretty awesome. Actually, things too, because I mean, cool. Yeah, a game on a game on a grid like that, which is just you know that yeah. works itself. Yeah, because in Fire Emblem, that's that's how it works. It's um, uh, if you have two people fighting next to each other they get a bonus, like a companion bonus or whatever. Right. And, then, and the more often you do that, the, they start building relationships between each other. 
and then they can become couples and they can have kids who then become uh, so you could have that sort cool. of sort of thing where if two the, it's a multi-sex team if yeah if, for sure if relationships build up between different players and yeah rivalries or they you know they could break each other's hearts and then they hate each other and then there's a uh, there's a there's a negative to them playing on the same team at the same time or being on the field on the, at the same time yeah yeah you have to trade one out because there could be a be- it could be a bonus if they're on opposite teams um, yeah exactly because you know you they they want to you know there's a bonus to aggressiveness or something <laughs> Yeah, but it goes uh, both ways, so it it actually sort of cancels itself out. <laughs> well, yeah, but it'll depend on their stats as well, so yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like it. I think it's about time to go into the Eye of the Storm. You can check us out on Twitter. We are at LameStorming. You can find us on Facebook, and you know we'd love it if you commented there or left a review, facebook.com slash LameStorming. Also, like our Facebook page. That would oh, yeah, be that'd really be nice. Good. And also, follow us on Twitter. That would also be very nice. You can email us, podcast at LameStorming.com. You can find us on iTunes, rate us, review us, subscribe us. That'd be awesome. Yep. Um, you can check out our website, LameStorming.com, for all your episode needs. Uh, we would like to thank Kurodust, the band who wrote our opening and closing and I the Storm music. Uh, it's a song called Mount Defiance, and you can find it on the album Containment Failure. We'd like to thank Zencaster, Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R. Zencaster have provided us with the wonderful recording technology to record our guest today i would like to plug our other podcast two sweary dads that is a podcast about parenting and other dadly pursuits you can find that at two and gustav where can we find things out about lost goblin and goblins of elderstone lostgoblin.com is our company uh, website goblins of is the game website but most of the information that's useful is on the kickstarter page which is uh, at Gob- uh, Goblins of Elderstone. And we have daily updates on our Twitter, at Lost Goblin. And then there's more information on Twitter. There's a Twitch stream, there's a YouTube channel, there's a Facebook. All of that can be Googled, no problem. Great. All right. Let's pitch some more clicks. Yep. Let's click again. Three, two, one. Click. Burst. Storing. Car. So... Someone's got like very, very just office based stuff. Like graphs, <laughs> storing, <laughs> redundancy, <laughs> circuitry, personnel. <laughs> oh, whoops, I've got my word type set to yeah, office based. Office. <laughs> um, what about bursting stored cars? Okay. <laughs> okay. Because there's no way to get a, a, away from a car game unless we. Yeah. We, we don't make the car the, uh, but the ob- objective of the game. So um, if you burst stored cars, so it's like a car, maybe um, a, it's like uh, a parking garage or a pound. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, the the scrapyard. Uh, yeah, the impound lot or something yeah. like that. They store cars there, and maybe instead of burst, you you just you know destroy them. Um, <laughs> blow them up so burst in, in the way of like you burst a balloon you blow yes. up a balloon and yes, then you yes. then you pop it maybe you have to find so, a way to make the car airtight <laughs> so you can just <laughs> pump water or air into it until it literally bursts like a balloon well maybe it it could actually be a scrapyard and you've got to come up with different ways of of destroying these cars it's a mod for beamng.drive <laughs> <laughs> 
And, um, you know, you can chuck the cars into a car compressor or whatever and you see them pop. Yeah. <laughs> All the. So is it just a oh, physics, just trying to think. physics playground or are there some game mechanics in here somewhere? Cause... I think there's got to be some game mechanics. Um, types of cars. Different, different, different liquids or, or, or um, uh, things to, to fill the cars. Yeah. Yeah, you fill um, it with like molten. <laughs> Glass, well, he- helium, <laughs> helium, yeah. <laughs> Nitrous oxide. Oh, another another spin you could have on it is um, a, a parking lot um, yeah. that's that's bursting, as in metaphorically, it's it's you've, it's getting filled up and yeah. So it's more it's, like a sort of management game again, yeah, where you again like a management to- thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Right, maybe. Got something. Maybe you're a valet parker. I am. Okay, and there's so many cars that you've got to, like, park all the cars sort of into this parking lot that is literally bursting, bursting at, at the seams. seams. Yeah. And then the first guy comes back and says that he wants his car, so you've got to sort of move all the cars around to try and get that one car out. But then in doing that, you box in some other car, that, and it's it's all about And then you match getting... three of them that are the same colour and they all disappear. <laughs> <laughs> and then... The... But you could actually have, like, multiple people coming up at the same time. you got to sort of, as a valet parker, get the right car at the right time. Well, you to, could get to the point as well where you, like, hire other people. And so, while you're moving one car, you can also, like, tell them to move it, you know, to move that other car somewhere else. So, you're sort of managing and having to actually do the physical act of driving. And obviously, you know, you lose points if you run into anything. Scratch a car. Scratch the car. We use the... The um, Burnout Paradise engine, so it's like all really <laughs> physically accurate. It may be the Burnout Paradise engine, but I imagine in the parking lot that it's just top down, so that you can actually see where all the cars are, sort of. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe maybe at you the can time, switch. because then it turns into a puzzle game as to yeah. which one you want to move. Yeah, yeah. yeah first, maybe first person would be too hard. Oh yeah, that would be very hard. Maybe you you, you can switch between like get... over the shoulder and top down, maybe. Just yeah, to get a but, just to get a nicer view of your lovely parking lot that you've managed to fill. <laughs> Every all your cars are perfectly straight. But maybe like your people that you hire on, if you want to get like more money, you know, you hire hire someone that isn't quite as good. Oh yeah, that um, definitely. So that you don't like, have to pay them as much. They have, but they lose keys. So they have you've stats gotta... as well. They lose keys. They park badly. They like too close to a line. So when you try to park another car, you. You know, you don't have enough space. To actually get out, so you've got to come up with some way of parking the car a little bit out, opening the door, closing the door, and pushing it back without the handbrake on sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could definitely come up with some, some creative strategies there. <laughs> so, are you thinking, like, it's literally you're controlling a person who's having to run around, and so you have to literally run from car to car? getting Yeah, and I'm thinking kind of, like, overcooked even, you know, uh... someone... Someone comes up and goes, I want this car now. And it's like, they turned up at the start. You know, you can start parking well, the cars nice Well, what and happens easily. as well, because if you have, you need to keep track of where you've put what car. Because if there are multiple, yeah. like, you know, grey Honda Civics or something, and they just come up and say, yeah, mine was a grey. I mean, I guess usually they have tags and things for that. But maybe that maybe you have to do something to manage that yourself. It's not yeah. automatic. So what you could even have is button to press the um uh, oh, the door unlock button, alarm. and you're you're like running through your car park, just hitting hitting just that, hitting and you find out that it's the one because you've screwed right up at the very back. You've screwed up your management <laughs> system of figuring out which one's which. 
But if you're out of luck, it's like an old beater that doesn't have a, like a remote alarm. <laughs> so what what I'm imagining, because you could have, you know, two or three people parking the cars, you've got only control over over your one one set of cars that you're putting in. Everyone else is sort of parking it all all skew if. So you come back and it's like, oh, pick up this car. You you weren't the one to park it and they've parked it like in the worst position that you can't oh, get yeah. out without moving like 15 other cars. Yeah. Yet you've got a time limit to get it out there. Otherwise, you know, you start losing. It's the patience of your, of your customer, right? Yep. Yeah. I really like the um, overcooked angle on it. It opens a lot of co-op ideas on uh, how it can Yeah. Be well, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. If you throw co-op in there. That, you know, dinner service one, you've got 15 customers that come yeah, in and right. they, they all bring their stuff. But in the changeover between dinner service one and two, where you, you're bringing cars out and taking new cars in, you know, it's all of a sudden, you know, where can you park this car? And you've only got, you know, 15 car spots, but you've yeah, got but 17 you, cars. You potentially <laughs> don't even have to park them in the car spots. The same way you play Overcooked, sometimes you just throw the food onto the floor to sort of yeah. pass it on. Yeah. Um, you know, you could have an area that's that, that has space where it would be a good strategy to kind of just stack them. But if you get it, if you You've get got it ransom wrong, things you can if use. you get it wrong, you're going to pull out the wrong car, you're going to get them scratched. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I could see quite a frantic. Do we game. even go to the ridiculous level that Overcooked did where you've got these like super dynamic levels? Where like yeah, an earthquake right. happens in the middle of the level, and now you have to like <laughs> you have to sh- if they're on the opposite side, then you have to do you know go over a jump and hope and hopefully not hit anything <laughs> or lose yeah, it like- in the giant r- the giant uh, rift in the earth. I think I think that's very cool. That's awesome. Let us click three, two, one, click. All right, I got yellow. I got detective shorts. <laughs> I'm seeing. I'm immediately seeing a detective in yellow shorts. I know that's what I was thinking. I was thinking are the shorts yellow or is the detective yellow, and like he's from The Simpsons or something. <laughs> All right, okay. Yeah, no, I um, like yellow shorts detective. I like he's just he's this like casual detective in yellow shorts in Miami. Yeah, it's like a Miami detective. He just goes around in his yellow. They've got to be short shorts as well. Yeah, yeah. Seventies. <laughs> <laughs> it's the seventies. Yeah, it's Miami. Yeah. He's it's got hot. roller skates, a Hawaiian well. shirt. Oh yeah, Hawaiian shirts. Um, <laughs> he's got a big bushy mustache. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and carry like he's just, just there's just music following him inexplicably. He's not. He doesn't have a so, boombox or anything. He's just, it's just always there. So it's like L.A. Noir. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you're going around. You're solving these different murders and that sort of stuff. You've you've got to go in and interrogate them. You've got the the same sort of interface, except it's just implemented just that little bit better. You've um, got seduction options, and you don't have the uncanny valley like <laughs> graphics. Uh, I'm not sure we can avoid that. I guess the mustache tech is probably a bit better than it was then. Yeah, that too. But His mustache, um, like, blows I don't know. Seeing wind. some of the, some of the actors that they got was was just a little bit creepy because like i'm just i know that actor from somewhere and it doesn't well, he doesn't the main thing right is they the were so detailed from the head up yeah uh, <laughs> and not so much from the neck down exactly <laughs> but yeah okay so la noir but la well no we said miami didn't we? miami noir <laughs> Miami noir, but it's not very noir yeah I'm, I'm thinking something if you if you threw uh leisure suite larry hotline miami and la noir in a mixer 
<laughs> yeah. and, and your and your protagonist is a detective <laughs> in yellow shorts. That I don't I don't I'm not even sure we need to go any further than that. Like we'll just let our we'll just let our listening audience use their imagination. No, no, we can we can keep going. So uh, the hot, Hotline Miami. Are you just thinking the sort of general tone, or is it literally the tone. like ultra yeah, violence? Uh... Ultra violence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, but I, but because but a little no. bit more a little bit more uh, funny in yeah uh, funny Leisure Street Larry kind of character. The personality. The the main guy is kind of a, a goofball. He's a goofball. Uh, He's looking for love. <laughs> well, <laughs> in all the wrong places. In all the wrong places. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I like that. He's he's a bit of a of a sex object kind of in that very seventies seductive porn star way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what he does on he's, his off time. He's got a t shirt saying "Mustache Rides" and just and, and yeah. arrow up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Under his Hawaiian shirt. Um. So, how do the characters react to him? Like, uh, uh, do they just take him in stride, or is he actually out of place in this world? Like, it's maybe it's an actual realistic Miami in the seventies and. He's, well, he's, I'm just picturing every single person that he talks to mentions something about how luscious his mustache is. Actually, you know what? We should set it in modern day, but he's still got the mustache and the shorts and the roller skates. And everyone's just like, who the fuck is this guy? The, the ultra hipster. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like taking hipsterism to, to just bed, bath and beyond. I just realized that we sort of discussed Magnum PI, except he's wearing yellow shorts. Oh yeah, true. Because Magnum PI used to wear Hawaiian shirts, so... And I think you yeah, wore white, sh- white shorts occasionally. Yeah, but they were never yellow, but no, I think no, the yellow, yellow really sets it out. <laughs> like, they're really either canary yellow or like that fluoro yellow. That's all right. I mean, what's, what's Tom Selleck even doing these days, League? I'm sure we can get him his likeness. Will motion cap his mustache? <laughs> 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 mocap is what's <laughs> mo, mo mocap. <laughs> um, but so I'm, I'm really picturing like maybe maybe in each murder that you're solving, you meet up with with a girl in it. She's one of the um she's one of the witnesses that you talk to. You've got a chance to su- seduce her. You're also interviewing other witnesses. But the final act is you just going balls out. You know, sort of shooting everyone. Uh, <sighs> Hotline Miami style? Um, sure. And you still got the roller skates, so you're just like zooming down, shooting in every direction, bam, bam, bam. Miami boardwalk sort of like yeah. sort of sliding through through the crowd. Big shootout. Yeah, I love That'd it. That'd be kind of awesome. I love it. Um what sort of, what sort of car does he have? Uh yellow <laughs> and short. <laughs> I don't know anything about cars. Uh, a yellow mini. Yeah, there you go. It's got a yellow mini. <laughs> <laughs> so, is he a detective or is he like a private eye? Because I kind of like the idea of going down the Magnum PI, you know, private investigator rather than rather than the detective. So he's actually got to be on the lookout for the police because really he shouldn't he shouldn't be shooting but up people. But he can't give no... up his completely conspicuous car. He loves it too much. <laughs> I still like the idea of it actually being set in modern day, so he just stands out even more. Uh. He's like 40 years out of date in his fashion style and his personality. Um, <laughs> do, do, does he only listen to disco? Sure. I don't know anything about 70s music. All right, one more, and then we'll move on to our final segment. The final... Three, final. two, one, click. Movie. Length. Imprisonment. Okay. <laughs> <Movie> length, <laughs> imprisonment. 
So you're imprisoned. <laughs> you're in prison watching the longest movie of all time. <laughs> no, you're in prison for for making the longest movie of all time. <laughs> that <laughs> no, should be for a pirating thing. movies. That should be. A thing. <laughs> oh, for pirating movies. Okay. And um, so it's about the length of your imprisonment. Yeah, the length of your imprisonment, depending on how many movies you happen to pirate. In so it's it's kind of like the introversion game Uplink, but it's all about pirating movies and. Games and TV shows. <laughs> and you have to, like, set up your proxies and bounce your servers around and, and make sure that no one knows where your FTP is. Because otherwise you'll go to prison. That seems a bit too easy. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, movie imprisonment length. Um, maybe it's a game about prisoners making a movie. Or you need to make a movie in, in a prison. Yeah, you're a prisoner and somehow you have to, like, gather all the tools you need to make a movie and uh because you know that if you make this amazing movie then you'll be up for parole or it's you're in a you're in a like third world prison with horrible like conditions and you're trying to sneak out a movie about some sort of story something something more important something bigger inside the prison um and you're trying to make this movie and you know if it's going to be a good movie and you can get it out there it will that's very serious yeah it'll be quite serious (laughs) that's very serious i went more towards the tropic thunder idea where you're in a third world prison and they're forcing you to make a movie (laughs) i like that a lot more i like that a lot more I don't know. I I kind of like Gustav's idea. I I took it to Shawshank Redemption and and was sort of going, "Oh, maybe you're you're sort of on the outskirts and and finding out these these stories of this person, and you decide to make a movie of it while you're in the prison and trying to." Well, maybe we give maybe we give the player that option. (laughs) They can make a really serious (laughs) document the horror that they're going through, or they can make the funniest movie ever. And it like endears them to their captors, and they get let go. <laughs> well, maybe maybe the funniest movie ever is is like the normal game, and the serious one is the DLC. So you've got <laughs> that that someone else can pay for later on. <laughs> yeah. So are you having to find? So do you have a script that you're trying to figure out how to make the sets, how to find the props? But yeah. you're doing this like uh, you're going through this grueling routine where they like kick you out of your cell to go eat, and you have to along the way find oh grab that mop because it'll be a good wig. Yep. For the, yeah, that's you know, a- <laughs> the scene with the love interest. And you got to hide it all as well. You got to oh, hide God. it all over because if they if they find any of your stuff, they they confiscate it. So you got to yeah. hide all your props. You got to find rehearsal time between all the shifts and things and yard time oh, and whatever and yeah like coordinate with your other prisoners that's right and between like get people to work together oh and again, not fight could, otherwise yeah, they I was get gonna say, you can chucked in, in the hole or... Dynamics. or just get shot on the spot <laughs> <laughs> great we just lost our lead <laughs> Great, we just lost our love interest. Or, or you could also do, <laughs> you, you you stage um, situations in the prison that you then record and use in the movie, um, like oh. conflicts conflicts between yeah. the guards and, and you need a fight scene, different, so different you, gangs. You end up sacrificing one of your actors. <laughs> <laughs> they pick a fight with the guards, and you'd film it all, and yeah. it's kill, killed. But it makes for a really good, you know. As long climax. as you got a good shot, because if you know, if you if you if you waste the shot, then you have to do oh, it again. Definitely. So there's a there's a, po- <laughs> there's a Pokemon <laughs> there's a Pokemon Snap element to it. You know, you're actually like holding the camera, but making sure you don't get seen at the same time. For so <laughs> some reason, I thought you were just going to stop. 
at like there's a Pokemon like aspect to your actors that you <laughs> collect them <laughs> you all, throw out into battle. catch them all, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. This prisoner is a love interest. This prisoner is a <laughs> you know level five star. Yeah, <laughs> level five comedy relief. Oh, you try to catch a guard. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's really fucking dark, you guys. Jesus. Well, that's Pokemon's funny, but... pretty dark. They're imprisoned in those little balls. Yeah, that's true. Maybe we just made Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a movie. It's a game about a movie of the length of time that you're imprisoning the, the Pokemon. Maybe that's the, the twist at the end. Maybe the <laughs> twist at the end is that they'll Pokemon the whole time in this, like... And this is just what they do in between getting thrown out for battles. <laughs> and then dying in the... In the in the yard is actually them just being released into the world to fight and yeah they come back into the infirmary or something like that and that's the movie that you're trying to get out to the world is is the realization of this reality (laughs) of what's going on inside the pokeball dimension (laughs) there's got to be a lot of room in that pokeball dimension well yeah yeah, you know it's a pocket dimension in there all right yeah cool (laughs) i like like all of that that's cool all right so we've played a lot of click pictures a lot of fun We've got one more segment before we finish up. When we have a guest on, we like to take the name of the game that you're currently working on and come up with ideas for alternate games that could use that same title. So your game, The Goblins of Elderstone, is a goblin base building sort of simulation uh, strategy game. We're going to throw that away. <laughs> yep. We're going to just think Goblins of Elderstone. Where do we where do we go with that? Yeah. My my first thought, and I don't know how the Elderstone plays into your actual game, mm-hmm. but I I grabbed onto Elderstone, and so I'm thinking there's an old guy and he's got a stone. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he can summon goblins with it. Oh, okay. And you know, actually, there aren't enough games out there with like an elderly elderly protagonist. So that's true. It could be set in the real world, maybe, and he is this old guy. Nobody takes him like. You know, he gets overlooked because he's slow, he's bitterly, but he, I don't know, is he, he could be a thief or he could be something, and he summons these goblins using the Elder Stone um, to do his bidding or, or just to be his friends, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think um, if you had kind of, you know, third first person um, adventure um, platformer, and yeah. uh, you need to summon these goblins to do A little bit things. of, um, what was that game? Overlord? Or um, sort of Pikmin style thing where yeah, yeah, exactly, you've got exactly. these groups of these goblins. Maybe there's a bit of a stealth element, which those games don't tend to have where, uh, you know, they, they can't be seen. I think the player could choose to play stealth or, or destructively or whatever. But instead of using weapons and tools like you would in, in the Dishonored or a game like that, you, you summon different types of goblins that different do different types types of things. Like, some are sneaky, some can steal things, some can murder, some, you know. Sort of you got I fire goblins. You've got ice goblins. They yeah. can. I mean, that's very. That's. Like that. I mean, we're basically making Overlord. <laughs> I don't know if you guys played it. I played uh, okay, so but that was, had that was that top sort of down, wasn't it? Uh, no, that was kind of third. Is it Overlord? Overlord or Sam? I think so. Overlord, because you did have different types of like. Yeah, it was Overlord of goblins and things. So maybe we're ripping that off, other than the fact that. They're elderly and it's set in the real world. I kind of like the idea. You do have to be a bit more stealthy. Like maybe, maybe if anybody other than the main character who we'll call Jim, <laughs> um, if anybody other than Jim sees them, then they like they either take damage or just like disintegrate. Or maybe not disintegrate, but maybe they're like 
pulled back into the Elder Stone. Yeah. So there's a bit of strategy around how you do that. And maybe you can murder people. Maybe it's like that's a way that you can get through whatever task you're trying to solve is, well, okay, I can't let that person see me, so I'll just sneak this goblin around there and he just slits his throat. But, you know, that's the dark side. <laughs> you could also turn people into goblins and capture them in oh, your Elder Stone. Yeah. But maybe you have to, like touch them with it and so there's a bit of strategy around yeah close exactly. to them because so you in other words slow, you're you're you pokemoning are. all the all the people yes. around yes. yeah yeah pokemon because <laughs> <laughs> that's a verb isn't it yeah, <laughs> yeah always everything is always um, um no i like that i like that you have to because maybe you can use the goblins even to I'm, I'm almost picturing a bit of a hitman vibe yeah where there are people going about this sort of normal business but you've got some goal in mind and it may be that yeah you want to capture that particular person because they've got a particular skill set and turn them into a goblin that is still yeah, in the that's, that's good and, and goblins goblins then become the like embodiment of that one trait that that person had yeah. if, if it was an aggressive person it, he becomes a, a super a aggressive goblin yeah like for sure um, so, so if you if you captured a carpenter then it's like okay this goblin can build contraptions for you and if you captured it like a blacksmith, then he can build weapons for the other goblins. And So I wonder if you could bring in a bit of a Katamari Damacy element just in the way of how the scale changes. So early on, you've got... Like, maybe you only start with, like, one or two goblins. And so you've got to be really strategic about how you capture new goblins with the skill sets that you want. But as as you go on, you gain the ability to capture more and more people into more and more goblins. And so you just end up having these swarms of them. And so by the end of the game, you're just literally like swarming an entire office building and like <laughs> turning that whole, like just, it just collapses down into more goblins. Well, maybe the, um, the elder stone is, is fragmented. And okay. So you're trying to get like the other parts of the elder stone. So it's, it's almost like an, an action RPG sort of maybe even Skyrim style. Okay. In that you're, you're doing these little tasks and you've only got like two goblins at the start because that's you know this part of the elder stone has been passed down from your grandfather to your father to you and that's all that's left of the goblins that they had yeah and by doing these these like quests and stuff it's sort of easy going for the first couple of hours and then you can get a side quest and then you find another piece of the of the elder stone and you get you know, extra powers and you start getting the, the Pokemoning yep. side of things yeah. that, that you get to a certain part. Because the reason why I've sort of gone to the to the Skyrim sort of things is because, well, Elder Scrolls, Elder Stone, <laughs> it, it immediately sort of stuck in my head of this big open world that you could, like, yeah, explore. Yeah. and You could definitely turn it into an open worldy sort of thing. Because, yeah, your goblins basically just become your level ups and stuff, right? Like... So your yeah. character himself doesn't necessarily change all that much. He's still just this elderly, wizened old fragile. man, fragile guy. But you're able to, yeah, as you get more and more, you know, protection goblins and attack goblins and magic goblins and builder goblins, and you can just you turn into this person who's just controlling his army by the end of it. And, you know, the final showdown or whatever with the guy who's got the young stone, the other half of the the other half of the elder stone. Got the baby stone. He's got yellow shorts, and he's just got an army. Of baby. He's just got an army of <laughs> babies yellow and shorts. yellow shorts. Yeah, Definitely. and a Hawaiian shirt and an, <laughs> an amazing mustache. <laughs> yeah, and you have a beard but no mustache. 
Oh yeah, so they're mortal enemies, they're obvious enemies. There. And then they kiss, and their mustache and beard join together oh, at the end of the game. No. <laughs> oh, that's so wrong. Uh, okay, I, I really do There's like nothing this, wrong with this... two old guys kiss making out. Trevor, come on. <laughs> yeah, but I'm picturing you know Tom Selleck and mustache just... transfer. Sorry, mustache and beard. I don't know. Maybe that that could be the whole arc. Is that these people were like. In love, and but they were on opposite. It's like star-crossed lovers, and then they end up fighting each other, and then they're like locked in combat right at the end, face to face, and then they just they give in. It's lovely. <laughs> it's just beautiful. <laughs> and they, they they then they pull away, and they both have a mustache and a beard, okay. or maybe only that's, one that's does, and okay, the other then. one's clean shaven. You, you saved it. You saved it. That, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> and and they put their goblin armies together, where they realize they've just Pokemon the entire world. Yeah, and that's it. Then they just they rule over this <laughs> goblin planet. Kingdom. <laughs> cool. That's <laughs> so not that where awesome. I thought that, that was originally going to go. <laughs> oh, it never does. It never does, Trevor. That's, that's the beauty. It's the beauty of, of random generators. Design. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we might finish it up there, eh? Yep. Gustav, can you give us your information for Lost Goblin and Goblins of Elderstone again. Yeah, sure. So um, Goblins of Elderstone, the Kickstarter page is still up. Um, so there's a whole bunch of information up there people can check out. Uh, Goblins of Elderstone on Kickstarter. Um, and then we have a website called you know, Lost Goblin uh, which is the company and Goblins of Elderstone, which is the game. And Googling that, you'll find us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, YouTube. Uh, I do a Twitch stream every Saturday. Uh, morning. Oh, fantastic. So, uh, that's Saturday morning, New Zealand time. But again, information is everywhere if you Google it. Um, and people can still back, um, late, there's still late backer through backer kit. Um, and the details are on the Kickstarter page. So, uh, people nice. can check it out. Yep. And they'll also be on our website. We'll, um, awesome. yeah, we'll with put, the all post. The, put all those links up in the show notes. Great. All right. Thank you for joining us on Lamestorming today. I'm Trevor Scott. I'm Ben Slinger. And I'm Gustav Seymour. A yellow-shorted, L.A. noir-style detective game with a motion cap mo. <laughs> I'd play that. And then maybe as you go through... Uh, destroying sort of lesser minion clocks you pick up gears and things that could be could be used to build a weapon of some sort or like itemize you so oh, i, I could yeah. imagine like a sort of a clockwork steampunk style for the for the whole oh thing. yeah that's yeah that's really yeah, cool yeah that's awesome um, like sort of slowly collecting fallen fallen london steampunk clockwork so kind of like juice like x but steampunk something like that yeah. So you got the augments that you're actually augmenting literal gears yeah. into your arms and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's cool. It is cool. Um, Unfortunately, I'm sorry to say I forgot to hit record before we started doing that warm-up. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard.